0: Welcome to Just Relax, a podcast where we take that advice seriously. I'm Heather.
1: And I'm Rachel, and we're just two millennials trying to chill out one experiment at a time.
0: Just relax. Namas hey Rach. Oh, hey Heather. What's going on? Oh my goodness, I am cold. It is August, and I am cold. I'm sitting in my office. I have a sweater on, a knit
1: sweater. Granted, the window's open and blowing on me, so I probably could change the situation a little bit. I would almost like that saying that from someone who's in the sweltering heat constantly. Um, <laughs> it's almost like, ooh, fall time sweaters, yeah. I have been getting that
0: like fall vibe lately do you know what I'm talking about that yes just I that crave it feeling when it's like when I go on Pinterest it's like Pinterest knows when to start like changing your like feed to include more pictures of like pumpkins and shit and you're like OMG it is coming the crispy fall air boots jeans sweaters vests sweater vests
1: oh the outfits oh man Ugh, the, the, the problem is outfits. I moved here right at the beginning of like the spring and summer so I didn't bring any of my cute fall clothes oh god Uh, I know so I'm like oh darn I'm gonna have to buy so many new clothes which means thrifting so I'm not harming the environment but still I'm kind of stoked uh my boyfriend is out of town this weekend, so I'm like, Oh, oh no, bye, see see you all, miss you so much. And then I'm like, I'm going thrift store shopping, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: gonna True. be awesome.
0: That is gonna be so awesome, and
1: that is a stress reliever for me. Let me just say, like, spending hours by myself looking around the stores, like, I have lots of friends who like to do it too. Um, lots of friends. Okay, I have a couple friends <laughs> and they like to thrift as well. Fair. But, um, I just like to do it alone because I find it's like a really good like in the zone day where you just like think about whatever you need to think about, casually browse, go to spot to spot, you know, it's nice. That
0: is super nice. I should probably find like a good thrift store around where I live that I can go to.
1: Yeah, you should. I do
0: love thrifting. I just also love ordering stuff online from the comfort of
1: my home. That's also fair. But do you know there's a way you can do both? I'm going to plug. Oh my up. God.
0: Are <laughs> you going to plug Thread up right now?
1: Yeah, I love <laughs> Thread up. It's Have like, you it's ordered from age. them? Yes, it's taken my addiction to a new level. I've ordered four different packages from them in <gasps> no. of three. Oh my god! Okay, I got a brand new Halston Heritage designer dress with the tag still on it. The tag says three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Oh. It's teal. It's bodycon. It is gorgeous, and I paid. That's so cool. I'm really uh, into- do they ship in Canada? I don't know. <laughs> I do, because I remember finding it while I was in Canada and being like, yes, this is perfect. And then I was disappointed because I couldn't get it shipped. So anyway, if, you've, if you're if ever on the website and you see something you like, let me know. I'll, I'll order it and then we'll somehow get it across the border. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll bring it next time I come home or something. Great. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. So now that we know what's de-stressing, thrifting, what is stressing you out? Whether it be a moment, an overarching theme, something that you're finding is your personal challenge that you're trying to overcome right now with stress? Well, this week has been stressful for me, just dealing with some personal stuff. And
0: it has been like this kind of over... I don't want to say overarching, but like a constant, like a cloud over one's head, if one will. And it's just been like something that I didn't realize was taking so much energy from me until today when I woke up and literally couldn't even function. I was so tired. I've never felt so tired before. It was like I couldn't get enough sleep. I've slept for 11 hours And then I slept another like three hours in the afternoon. I just like couldn't get enough sleep. And I was like, oh my God, this is weighing on me so much. And as soon as I released it in some capacity, like I cried a little bit. I talked to my boyfriend. Like it was, I felt much lighter about it after releasing it. I think it was just one of those things where I wasn't prioritizing dealing with my stress. I was just kind of like letting it, I thought it would almost take care of itself. I was like, oh, I'm processing. I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it by like just continuing with my life and like thinking about it a little bit. And then it just kind of like overwhelmed me and it had such a physical, I had such a physical response to it, which was, which sucked because I had plans today. I was supposed to go do things and I didn't because I couldn't, I just didn't have the energy. So
1: it's heavy sometimes. eh? It can
0: be so debilitating sometimes to be like, just have this thing weighing on you. Like it really can be a super physical feeling. Which sucks. Mm -hmm. So feeling a lot better now. Got up around 4.30. It is evening right now. It is 8 p.m. that we are recording and uh yeah just feel lighter I showered which I think is always like a good way to cleanse oneself I don't know why I'm speaking this Mm -hmm. way. cleanse oneself of one's (laughs) stresses um (laughs) I've also been on a juice kick I've been juicing a lot because I bought a juicer like two weeks ago so I made myself some nice juices today I'm currently drinking a beet watermelon juice it's very pink and very pretty
1: (laughs) oh that sounds really good
0: it is delicious it smells a little bit like dirt because of the beet stuff yeah like I don't love the smell but it tastes like the elixir of life so anyways when I got up and after I I don't know took some time I did some like self-care things you know showered juiced put on a big comfy sweater made a a nice dinner for my boyfriend and I and watched some of our newest obsession on Netflix not newest his newest my current and forever obsession which is Mindhunter have you ever watched it oh man Okay. It's literally everything I was ever born to, like, love. It's basically a a show about the creation of the behavioral analysis unit at Quantico and the, like, science behind first discovering serial killers and, like, it's it's the science behind psychological profiling of, of, of criminals. Ooh, yeah, I would like that. It's so good. And it's just done very, very well. <laughs> Not to go off on a tangent, but it's based on a man named John E. Douglas, who is the original creator of the behavioral analysis unit, which used to be called beca- which used to be called the Behavioral Sciences Unit, BSU. And it's based on his book called Mind Hunter. And so I've read like every single John Douglas book ever. Know everything there is to know about serial killers. And I also love them dearly. You love serial killers? I love the psychopathy of serial killers. I love the nature versus nurture debate.
1: What side do you stand on?
0: I am right down the middle. I believe that you have to be born with a certain set of genetics, a certain brain and personality disposition. But I also believe those things have to be triggered by certain events On top of which, I think you also have to be raised in a place that mm, doesn't help you. Like, you have to Mm. be vulnerable. You can't grow up in a stable, loving, supportive household that gives you all of your needs and, like, meets all of your needs and teaches you healthy coping mechanisms and turn out to be a serial killer. I just don't think that's... Hmm. So, because if you look at serial killers and their backgrounds, they all come from, like, terrible homes, single mothers absent fathers all um, of them you know, um, like
1: it's yeah it's uncanny oh, okay. so it's kind of like the perfect storm right where it's like these predisposed to predispose like genetic traits and then it's all the other factors that allow for this evil to brew within or whatever you want, want to call it. It's more a science-based thing I'm sure than Supernatural yeah. but I'm just the person who reads Stephen King and like Supernatural stuff so... Yeah. It's, Stephen King. Love it's, him. Um, but it's still in the realm of the spooky stuff so I probably would oh, like Mindhunter. Sure. Um, it's very well done and it's like
0: every single episode has like another famous serial killer in it so it's like basically my... I don't even know. It's like candy for me. I just eat Mm -hmm. it up. Yeah. Chocolate, I should say. Chocolate. I love chocolate. Anyways, that has been my stress this week. It was only debilitating for like one day. And not even a whole day. So it's fine, really. Um, I think it's it's important. Like, everybody has stress. Everybody's going to get stressed out. But, like, this podcast is about finding ways to deal with that stress. And that's what I think is the most important, is being able mm-hmm. to help yourself.
1: Recognize it. Be proactive about it. Because I'm not willing to just sit there. Yes, you can lean into your sadness. And, like, it is very heavy and difficult dating. But I, I just cannot sit there with it, you know? Like, I want at least to know that I'm being proactive in some way. Even yeah. if... For that moment, you're laying in bed. That's fine, but at least you're you know there's something about your lifestyle that is working towards being better. Cause like I think that's very integral to like the human existence. Is like you have to continue to drive forward and move forward and evolve and grow. And if you're not doing that, you're stagnant and then you shrivel up and, and die. die. <laughs> Agreed. And that we is don't that. Want any shriveling or death. No shriveling. No, nope, we don't want that. Even though wow. we're death positive, so that can come in. Its
0: very deep. death positive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fun story. I was at Canada's Wonderland yesterday with my boyfriend's family. It was like his two sisters, his sister-in-law and his six- nieces and nephews and him and I. And we split up at one point and the little kids went to the little kid area. And then the big kids went to the big kid area and we were standing in line for one of the bigger roller coasters. And the kids I were with was with, they were mm, 8, 10, 11, and 13. And so they were getting like antsy at one point. They were like devolving. It was later in the day. We had stood in so many lines. We'd been out in the heat. We were all like, you know, you know, when you get to that phase where you're just like going stir crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was trying to distract them. So I was like, children, gather round, gather round. Let me tell you the story of birth. And what? just to like be funny, like just just to like get a reaction out of them or get them focused on something. And that didn't go as planned because then, of course, it was like birth, babies, where do babies come from? Aww. And then it's like the eight-year-old versus the 13-year-old who like, oh gosh. And then I was like, okay, okay, uh, children, children, listen to my story of death and everyone was like what and I was like death it's beautiful it's fantastic it's a big and then we ended up having this like beautiful death positive conversation because the eight-year-old was like our hamster died last week and I was like I am aware he's like we have a new one now I was like that's a beautiful moving on story
1: (laughs) and (laughs) oh kids (laughs)
0: it's so great like oh my gosh and we just talked about it was just like for a little bit we talked about like death and how natural that is and how it happens and like I was with um my boyfriend's sister-in-law, who I get along with really, really well, and she was like great about the conversation too. And we were just like, "Yeah, death. It's like such a thing." And and she's German, so she spoke a little bit about like how like what German like funeral traditions are like, and it was really beautiful. And I was like, "Yeah, death positivity, guys." Yeah, I'm just gonna that's get, like, awesome. Pro death sticker or something. I'm sure that's out there. We should do that. Probably. <laughs> tm tm tm.
1: <laughs> October. We'll do it in October. We'll have a stress around death series or something. Lots to say, lots to feel, and it's all healthy, but we all have to deal with it.
0: (laughs) What about you? What have you been stressed out about?
1: So mine is kind of a small thing, but um, I hate my skin. I hate feeling like just oily all the time I bought this African black soap because there's a bunch of celebrities that say it is the thing that cures their skin and I tried it and it made me break out so badly like isn't that what happens initially like you break
0: out because it's like getting out all your toxins and then it gets better but it takes like a month or two I don't think so
1: okay I haven't found that maybe but I think I'm also like overdoing it like I think it might be a, an okay thing for me to use but like once every other day but I was using it like two or three times a day and my skin oh was my like
0: my god Rachel. my skin
1: was like can you not I don't like but that's the thing I'm so bad with skincare because it's like I don't just do it minimally and then you I mean like this, instant
0: gratification I
1: do so badly and I hate looking at my pores like I hate the freaking oh I hate oh I hate them so much I hate thinking about them I hate having them on my face I want them gone but you can't they can't go and I was doing a lot of research too. And I found a a YouTube series where there's an actual dermatologist who talks about this stuff. Oh, good. Helped. Um. Essentially, my big mistake though was I ordered on Amazon like a, a extractor kit for acne. Ugh. So I was clawing at my face today, and then I was like, "Shit! What if the scars? Like, I just totally tore up my face because I'm mad at my skin." And then I put salicylic acid on it. And then I left the house and people were like looking at me weird. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, no. What have I done? And then when I got home, I was like, damn it. My face is so red. I need to just not touch it. For a have full you day. heard
0: of um, Aztec clay?
1: Yes, I have it. Stop telling me about these things because I do it. And it's it works twice. And then my, my skin gets pissed. I hate it. How often do you do it? No, but that's the thing, because I've been listening to this YouTuber who's a dermatologist, and she talked about that stuff, and she's like, these are not fixes to your skin problems. They will just mop up your extra oil, your skin will look good, but it's not curing the problem, but your skin is actually creating more oil to compensate for it. Do you moisturize? Yes. Do you drink a lot of water? I don't know. I I just think it's honestly, I think it's partly my diet. has changed a lot since moving to the U.S. I was looking at pictures from what my skin was like before I moved, and it was really nice, actually. Like, beautiful, even skin tone. Like... can't really like, see my pores everything was great didn't need to wear that much makeup and then I moved here and the big change has been I eat out a lot more and like yeah. I'm gaining weight and my skin is shitty and I'm just like stressed about it uh, it, it just like and I the stress inflames so your acne
0: and so on and
1: so forth and it's I a I big... just want to be glowy I want to be one of those glossier girls that just looks dewy and fresh and clean and young and bleh. but they're
0: not real I know but I know I've definitely <laughs> gone through my 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 skin struggles and the only reason I have half decent skin and I don't even because okay when I go out all day in the sun and I constantly apply like sunscreen I get this like I get these little tiny pimples the next morning I wake up with like little tiny white heads like mostly on like my hairline or like my upper lip like places where I like sweat a lot and I it takes all of my power to not pop them but of course I feel disgusting I'm like cool I just have all these little tiny pimples so that's what I have that's what I woke up with this morning. I know they'll be gone in like a few days, but it's still like only reason I have half decent skin right now is because I have like a dermatologist regime. Like I gave in. I was like, fuck it. Like I have so much shit in my like bathroom. That's for, I have the Aztec clay, I have face masks, I have, I have all so many facial cleansers so many i've got
1: like i keep buying those moisturizers things and they don't fucking work i'm just i'm I'm pissed and it's such a superficial thing but it's not even a look thing because like i i really i care about how i look but i am also like i'm in a relationship like i don't i'm not trying to look a certain way really um that's not like the priority for me um just looking more put together and clean is like enough for me i don't need to be stunning but it's how it feels right like it's like the oil the feeling of the oil that's what gets to me it's mm-hmm. like the feeling that it is just like i know when i'm shining because i can feel it and i just want my skin to be good and i'm pissed because i stopped taking birth control and i thought that was causing it all these years but it wasn't it's literally just me and my no. addiction to like salty takeout oh, things. yes i'm already eating dairy i'm just eating ramen i thought it would be good but i love ramen Anyway, me being whiny, let's let's move on to the topic, because I can just keep whining about my skin, and it's really inflamed, so I need to, like, just let it chill. Agreed. So, today's topic, would you like to introduce it, since this was your idea? Yes.
0: So today's topic was something that came about in my mind organically. And just because you texted me today and it was like, what's our topic going to be? And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately and have obviously, like, I feel like a lot of people have stru- struggle with this. Um, And it is the stress of trying to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. It is the stress of knowing that you have to make a choice and having there be so many opinions coming at you and so it makes it some something that could be a very simple decision becomes exorbitantly more difficult because you have to make a decision like you think you know what decision you wanna make. And then it's like, well, if I make this decision, what will my best friend think? What will my mom think? What will my friends at school think? What will my Instagram people think? What will my dad think? Cause that's very different from the opinion of your mother usually. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what do I think? What will society think? Society dictates that I make this decision. But if I make this decision, then like, what am I doing? Am I a bad person? Is this right? Maybe I just won't make the decision. But then it's like, am I compromising myself, my integrity, my feelings, like there's just so much into making some big decisions in life. And it's so stressful. And I feel like we don't give enough credit to having to make a choice sometimes.
1: Yeah, and especially when these choices are ones that will affect our whole life, like kind yeah. of change the trajectory. Um, It can be very daunting. And I've definitely been in situations where it's like, oh shoot, whatever I decide, I'm gonna have to stick with 100% and then act on it and then make all these other changes in my life for this bigger change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be a lot, but like, there's a lot, I feel like I have some experience with this and so do you like moving is one of them, but like also like relationships, there's lots of decisions to be made there. Um, things about jobs. I find there's so many decisions with jobs. Like if you get multiple offers at once or, you know, one might be pulling you in a completely different direction than what you thought you would take for your career or completely different location. Like Mm -hmm. those are like path altering decisions,
0: right? It's so, so difficult. And then like, there are the decisions that I feel like people have such, such, such opinions on, but really they're the most like mundane choices. Like I think a lot about, um, cause I know a lot of people, like a lot of my friends, I'm in my like late twenties. So a lot of my friends are becoming mothers. And like, all I hear constantly is like the amount of judgment they receive from other mothers, from people who aren't mothers, from people who were mothers and now are like grown up and have adult children. And it's like, you know, to I, everybody knows these challenges. It's like breastfeed or bottle feed or like co-sleep or not, or like using proper vocabulary versus like baby words or, you know, whatever, how to, how, what to feed them, how to raise them. Like there's, you know, do you do cloth diapers or other ones? And it's like, oh there's shit. so
1: many. I didn't even think about that. Cause like the decisions I was thinking of were just like for me, but then it's like when you're a parent You're deciding all these things for that will change the path of someone else's life, whether it be developmental or like, you know, you never know. Parents joke about the, you know, the things they do to their kids that will lead them to need therapy and all that. But like, really, a lot of your choices will affect how your child develops. (laughs) Right. That's a lot of pressure. Right. So much.
0: So much pressure, which is why I've always been anti-child, like as in having them. Because I'm like, you know what, I don't want that responsibility. Like there's various reasons for why I don't want children. This is just one of them. I've always thought about how much, and this is like a very, uh, I want to say like a very uh, personal or selfish like reason for not wanting kids. But it's like, I don't want the responsibility of raising another human, of like molding them. Like that freaks me right out. Probably because I do spend a lot of time studying serial killers. And I'm like, what if I have one? What if I make one? What if I turn one into one? like Ugh. I don't know because no serial killer's mom is sitting there being like yep knew that was gonna like every serial killer's mom is like oh god they're a serial killer I mean maybe not I don't know uh, the- anyways and then it's <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know I think a lot about because a lot of the decisions that I have mostly gotten comments on are about my eating, because I have gone through a lot of different kinds of diets. Primarily, uh, I was vegan for a long time. And there's, that's such a hot topic. And it's such a like widely debated thing. And everybody has an opinion, which is what makes it hard. Because like, when I decide to be vegan, I have to consider like, okay, so again, the stress of making the right choice. So it's like, for me, that is the the right choice because of the health benefits and the, you know, economic, eco, eco wow, environmental impact, the, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, I think I was trying to say ecological, um, the environmental impact, but then it's like, Okay. So if that's the right choice for me, but then it's like, so then, uh, every single time I go out for food with anybody, then do I, I have to make them aware of it. And then it becomes like a burden. It's like, well, now we can only go to restaurants that Heather can eat at. So that has to have vegan options. Then when I go home for like big meals, like Thanksgiving, it's like, okay, we have to make sure that Heather has food to eat. So it's like, so then do I compromise my morals and my choice that's best for me by saying things like, well, I'll be vegan at home. I will only be vegan on these days of the week so that I know like next week my boyfriend's parents wants to take us out for dinner because it's my birthday next week. And like as much as I'm vegan at home, it's like, well, I'm not going to put that on them to like make sure that we go Mm -hmm. to a restaurant because it's like you don't want to be that burden and you don't want to put them in a position where even though his dad is vegan, so we're going to end up somewhere vegan anyways. Oh, nice. (laughs) So like there's that, but you know what I mean? There's just like so, so, so many things to think about when you make some
1: choices and it's fucking sizzle. So, but I think there's ways to break it down a little bit too. Like I think too, when I have these big decisions, usually the ones that stick out in my mind are like every time that I've gotten a job, Mm -hmm. As a professional out of school, I mean, like, a a career-type job, I've always been offered two jobs at once. So there'll be a month or two where I'm, like, applying to dozens of jobs and, like, wishing and praying I get something. And then always when I get one offer, it's a paired with another. Like, there's a, two jobs at once. That's happened twice so far. Damn. Um, it's so weird and I know it's going to happen like probably consistently because it's like when it rains, it pours, you know, like you've opened up yourself, you put yourself out there, you're going through interviews and then all of a sudden one offer comes and then another and you have to decide between the two things. It just seems to be a pattern for me and I just think like I just have so much gratitude in those moments for those decisions and I think of other decisions too like whether it be like a relationship or whatever like or you know where you want to live or like what school you want to go to or mm-hmm. what kind of diet you want. Just think of, like, how great it is that you have the option to make those decisions. Like, those decisions are great to be making. Like, think about, like, when, you, when you're choosing to be vegan, like, you have the option because you have so much food available to you where you live that you have the option to pick what you get to eat. I don't think that takes the stress out of it, though. No? It can make it more positive.
0: It, it could put a bit of a positive twist on it. But, like, I just think that everything is relative. Like, I think that it's frustrating when you sit there and talk about, like, like there used to be that big movement where it was like first world problems because like, yeah, it does put it into perspective. It is a first world problem. It doesn't make it any less of a problem because just because like an African kid doesn't have to deal with that problem doesn't mean that it's less of an impact on your life because you do live in a society where that is considered an important thing and it is held in high regard. And just because you can sit there and say like, well, you know, in terms of the grand scheme of things, this isn't that big of an issue, but it's like, but at this moment in my life, in the society and country that I live in, it is, because that is just where I live. Like I think it's important obviously to like keep things in perspective and be like, oh, well, fuck. Like, it's so difficult to decide if I want to eat at this like vegan restaurant or this other vegan restaurant. Where it's like there are definitely people out there in the world who probably have some like digestive issues who probably need to be vegan and don't have that option because of where they live. But like knowing that I have that privilege doesn't make it any less of a tough thing, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, fair. I'll give you that for sure. I,
0: I do think like to be a real person, you need to to maintain that perspective because yeah. like it doesn't do anyone good to get more stressed about it than you have to because well, like it, there's I don't think like, I know what you're saying because it's like keep it, it all in perspective pressure.
1: like it doesn't yeah. mean you saying oh I am so grateful but like to me it's like it, it, it paints it in a way of instead of coming it from from the panic of like shit I have these two jobs I think, like, oh, my gosh, either one could have their positives. I think that's more what I mean. Like, the vegan thing I totally get because it's, like, that's an argument people make, and it's it's kind of bullshit. I agree. Like, I think what the statement I was trying to make doesn't really apply to all things. Fair. Because um, we do speak about that a lot. Like your stress is still your stress, no matter if it's less or more than someone else's. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not productive to then say like, oh, but I'm so lucky to be stressed about my skin because I have skin. Like, <laughs> it's, just,
0: it's just stupid. Um, you know what I mean? Like, It's like I those do. comments where people like man i'm this might be a controversial thing to say but it's like i've seen it in i've never seen this happen in real life but it's it's been made poignant in like tv shows and movies sometimes where it's like somebody's like you know they're in a fight with their parent and so it's like i don't talk to the, like i'm not i haven't talked to my mom in 2 years because we got in a fight th- 2 years ago that was just like i can't believe she said that to me and i just haven't spoken to her since and then the like wise friend is like you should really reconcile because at least you have a mom and like we've recently learned that that person lost their mom to cancer when they were a kid or some shit and you're like okay just because you don't have a mom doesn't mean that my struggles with my mother and our relationship are lesser you know what I mean like it does put it into perspective and you can move forward in that regard being like yeah you're right like there is going to be a time where she's not going to be around is that impacting the way I treat her or react to her right now and you can cool. choose if it does. Like, if it is going to impact you, then cool. Great. That was a cool thing to say, and it's going to help you. If not, then, like, what the fuck ever. Like, but I have a mom, so that's how I'm going to, per- like, proceed. <laughs> like,
1: I think well. what that does, though, is helps make it more big picture a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which can be helpful in some situations, like... Sure. So like, let's say you're, when you were a vegan, if you were to go to a restaurant and there wasn't any options or, or there was something that was like very close, but might have one ingredient that was in there that they couldn't take out that wasn't vegan, you could then proceed to eat that and then think like, okay, big picture is I'm doing the best I can with what I have. And like, I'm I'm going, gl- I don't know. I think I'm taking this in a different direction to try and make my point valid. Still, no. You're maybe is really it is valid. But I, I like. I agree with what you're saying too. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's hard either way because like
0: either way, all of the things that we're saying are still judgments on another person's decision making, which is the point. Which is I think where the stress comes from. Right is the fact that like it's so easy to judge other people's choices
1: but why like I think one thing we we want to do instinctually is when we're making a big decision we want to turn to like a plethora of people in our life Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's helpful Mm -hmm. like I agree I really admire that my boyfriend he's very like internal and he really like looks for the answer within himself before he brings his decision to someone else so he'll already know what he's decided before he brings it up with someone else me on the other hand I'll call up a variety of friends, variety of family members and bring the issue to each of them to hear their perspective, take in all that data and then make my b- decision.
0: Yes, I'm more like that too. I also have started because granted I have gotten to the point where I've almost like felt some decisions in me being made because I'm getting like a certain response from people, you know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. because the majority of people say this, it's like and that was maybe sitting in my mind but maybe wasn't the strongest choice I was going to make, I'm like, you know what, I'll make that choice because that's what people say I should make. And I was thinking about it anyways, so I'll just do it because that'll that's the most reasonable. And then like whatever, you make the decision and you move on with life. But it's like I have recognized that there are some choices that I probably wouldn't have made if not for so much input from others. And so what I turned to a long time ago and what I still rely on is journaling. Journaling really, really helps me organize my thoughts and feelings about something and helps me come, I guess, more to realizations instead of, instead of choices. But those realizations help me
1: to prioritize and make better decisions for myself, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That just reminded me of like, that's what I think is cool about tarot card readings, Mm -hmm. because they're not actually divinely telling you what what the answer is. A lot of times it's a way for the cards to present what you already internally have decided 100%. So I think that's another cool thing if people have tried that I've always found that was really a cool thing for me to do just to like have something visual to lead you to the decision that you already kind of know you're leaning towards internally
0: Mm -hmm. and they can also help you like consider things that you didn't consider before or like maybe look down a path that you hadn't thought of and I think it's important when making really big decisions to have a variety of like supportive opinions not necessarily opinions but just like insights I guess if you will into potentials like well, you know, from my perspective, if you make this decision, this is what I would think of. And you're like, oh yeah, like I wouldn't have thought of that before. And then you can decide like, if you care about that or not. And if you don't, you don't, whatever. And it's like, so I'll make this decision regardless or whatever. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think this is hard because there are some decisions that are hard to make because you already know the reaction people are going to have.
1: Mm-hmm. Even which, before you bring anything to them, if you decide exactly. fully internally, it still paints your decision.
0: And it's hard because, you know, some decisions are so life altering that it's not just changing your life. It's changing those around you, which you've mentioned before. And that makes me think of like moving, like when I chose to move to China, like I knew that was going to be difficult for everyone. And even though that was a decision where that was actually the first time I ever took a job and made a life altering decision without confronting anyone, without talking it over with anyone. I did the interviews, I was offered the job, I read over the contract, I made the choice, I signed it, and then I told people. I was like, I'm moving to China. This mm-hmm. isn't a, in the process thing, it is a it is decided thing, my flight is this day thing. And it was... It wasn't super hard for me to make that decision because I knew people would be supportive, but I also knew it was going to be sad. It was going to be a conversation. It was going to be, you know, a potential of missing holidays, which I did. It was going to be a potential of missing big moments, which I did. There were weddings I couldn't make it to and babies that I weren't there for the birth of and holidays that I completely were was absent from and that you know those affect more than just me which is hard but it's also like if you have people who are supportive of it then that's really just what matters right like nobody has a defined path you make your own so you make the decisions that are best for you and hopefully you have people around you that support
1: you the thing
0: is that's where the stress comes from is when people don't support you right is all those opinions
1: and that's the thing too is people say like I'll support you but they'll say that after reaming you out for your decision and I'm talking about parents mostly Mm -hmm. like when you have like you know when I brought stuff to my parents and I'm just like hey I think this is probably the best choice for me I'm excited about this thing I'll get every other statement and then at the very end but it's like oh but I just want you to be happy yeah it's like like well well this and well this
0: but you know, I'll always support you. It's like, well, great. Why'd you have to give me all those opinions? You're only giving them
1: to me because you're hoping to change my mind. Like, And then there's the decisions where, you know, if you don't ask for input or people are too nervous to give you their honest input, you still know they have those opinions. Anyway, Mm -hmm. anyway, I feel like we're um, speaking around things a lot and we should give some examples. So what is the time, Will you imagine China where you made the decision Mm -hmm. beforehand Mm-hmm. and then felt you know you could bring it to people and already know that you were going forward so it was more of a i'm doing this did you find that that led to better reactions
0: um it was i did actually and you know what it was it was fun because it was probably the first really big adult decision I was making. Um, At least that's how I felt, especially because of the process I went through with it. Like I applied for the job, I interviewed twice, I was offered the contract, I read it over, I signed it, done, done, done. So then it was just one of those things where it's like that was a participating moment in my life where I was like going after something I wanted for myself. And so when my you know, when I my mom called me the next time she called me after that, and you know, the whole so it's new with you kind of question. It's like, well, I want to let you know, that I have accepted a job in China and I'll be leaving at the end of August. And it's not like I said it like that. I was like, well, there's like this really exciting thing that happened and I'm super pumped about it. And that's the other thing. When it's like you come to somebody and you're so obviously excited about something, they can't, like if they truly love you, they can't rain on your parade. They're not going to be like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to be like, I'm so, so excited for you. Like, that sounds incredible. You sound so happy about it. I'm so proud of you. And like, my parents were super pumped. It was very exciting. And granted, it's not like this was the first time I was moving away into a different (laughs) country. So they, it wasn't like a huge shock and awe thing, but it was hard on uh, my older sister because I was constantly like moving in and out of the country and um, her and I are very close. So it's hard for her to like constantly have to say, you know, goodbye and be away from like the people she's close with, obviously. And like, it's hard for me to say goodbye to my like niece and nephew constantly. Mm-hmm. And I also, it was really sad because moving to China, I was saying goodbye to um, my older sister's mom who is different from my mom. If anybody thinks that was a weird statement, we have different moms. Mm -hmm. And she had a terminal illness that we knew wasn't gonna, it was gonna take her before the next time I could see her. So that Mm -hmm. was a hard goodbye. And so like, there were certain moments of of that, but then there's like, I'm trying to think of a decision that was hard for me to make. And I got a lot of like flack for it. I can't, do you have any examples like that?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's what what you're saying is is very true with with the, The attitude you bring to it, people will feed off of that. I think that's why, like, in all those shows where it's like, say yes to the dress, where, Mm. you know, they try on the dress. If you come out and you're already showing on your face that you've decided that that's the one, then everyone will have to react that way unless they're, like, big assholes. Mm. Um, But it's the same with, like, other decisions in your life. Like, how you respond to it, people will read that. Um, But, like, I've made a decision in the past year that I won't speak about publicly um it's something that i decided that was very internal um and only a few people not to be cryptic it's not like a big deal but like only a few people in my life know about it because i don't want to bring it to the like forefront i don't want people's opinions i did it yeah i already did it so like what's the point in telling other people the people who need to know know. and when Mm -hmm. i told them i was already doing it if not have already done it so yeah Um, you yeah you did it you decided
0: to invest in bitcoin and you know what good for you rachel (laughs) it might be twenty thousand dollars per piece but you know what if that's what you want to do you that's
1: what i want (laughs) to do um yeah no i get what you're saying but there's there's one decision like there's there's some decisions where, like, I think what's really interesting is the decisions we make paint the narrative our lives. So we can always say, in hindsight, like, that was meant to be and that was supposed to happen. Have you ever made a decision that you know now was the wrong decision to make? Nothing is coming to mind, but also probably
0: because I live by a certain I try to live by a certain philosophy I guess where like I guess there could be decisions that I regret but nothing so life-altering that I'm like oh my god I can't believe I didn't you know do that like honestly now that I'm talking about it I think about not going on my grade 12 trip to like Italy with my friends because I think that Mm could have been like super fun and super like memory building but at the same time my life isn't you know I didn't like lose friends over it I do remember when they got back and it was like a little hard because everybody you know there's all the inside jokes or the like memories and you're like nah, I wasn't there (laughs) so it's like (laughs) that sucked but it lasted for what like a few weeks and then like you get over it and like moves on so like I've never made a decision that I regret to the point of like, like, like dwelling on it. But I also try to live by the rule, I guess that if I'm not willing to have a decision printed as a headline of a newspaper, I don't make it. Ooh, that's pretty good. I heard that a long time ago. I want to say like 10 to 15 years ago when I was in high school, somebody said something similar. Like you know, don't don't do anything more or less that you're unwilling to have printed as a headline. Because you, you it's it's down to the point where it's like you want to believe in all the decisions that you make, and you want to be able to defend them, and you want to feel good about them. So and like even if you make the decision at the time and it like comes back to bite you in the ass, you got to be able to say like I made that deci- I made the decision that was best for me. And like you never want to be ashamed of anything, right? Like you never want to have anything printed. And be like, oh fuck! Like I don't want people to know. Not to say anything against your decision or your choice that you made that you're not sharing with people, and that's mostly because you don't want the opinions. I know you're yeah. not ashamed of whatever you're talking about, obviously. No, no, no. But it's like, you know, I feel like that's why people have big secrets because they're ashamed of things. But you can also grow from anything that you regret or any decision that you're like, oh, I wish I had made that.
1: Well, but they're all are all opportunities for growth. They're all yeah, experiences. And I think like even though it's good to mentally think like, you know, I like that that analogy of like, you know the printing in the newspaper but also the decisions are for you and like if you and if it's only affecting you and maybe one other person or whoever you've decided to bring into that decision then like why do you need to invite everybody into it yeah (laughs) um and it's not even like the the opinions it's like it's like what's done is done so what's the point in in talking about it um because sometimes like for you for china it was an exciting thing that people would have noticed and was a fact but let's say like for me this decision was like a tattoo that I have that I know a lot of people in my life like don't approve of tattoos like yeah that's how it feels to me but I got it because it was something that's really beautiful and meaningful meaningful to me like I think that's the analogy I'll take for for those, those beautiful decisions you make just for you
0: yeah no I love that but also if that was printed in the paper it was like Rachel gets first tattoo on but. lower back <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Then it's like if people came at you, you would be able to say like I did yeah. this for me and I like it. And that's so, what I think the point is. Like you don't okay. have to want to share every decision, but at the end of the day If you can defend every decision, then that's what's important. Because it's Uh, like, that's what you should be able to do. Or at least if you don't agree with it anymore, to be able to defend where you were coming from at the time.
1: Another decision that I made in the past year that uh, people had things to say about it. So like the job I had left was a government job. It was Mm -hmm. full-time, permanent. I had all these benefits. It was something I could have sat at and rotted at for 35 years and retired and whatever. That would have been my life. And I left that for something that was... very unstable it might not have been real I had never seen the person who was hiring me yeah and there was no guarantee for job security whatsoever and I left I left that government job for for the unknown good for you I truly truly feel like it was meant to be first of all if you want to think that way like it gave me everything that I was lacking and it's given me such skills that I could never have gotten at the other job and I've grown as a person and everything is good and it was real (laughs) um but uh like I did feel that saying you know greater risk greater reward and I felt like that was so true and like that's not always going to be true you kind of have to feel that one out but like I think it's sometimes okay to make a risky decision and I it, it could have bit me in the ass like I could have been something that like wasn't for me and I could have gotten fired in the first month and I could have or could have just not have come, come through maybe they would have offered it to someone else like mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything could have happened. I could have been left without a job. Definitely. Could have been shitty. But like I think at the end of the day I still would have said, like, well, I tried. And like that's enough. Like I tried to do something more. Yeah. That's the thing. At the
0: end of the day also, yeah, there's tons of decisions. that are hard to make because yeah you could make it not really knowing what the result of it is going to be. That's the thing a lot of decisions that I think are hard are the ones between like the more reasonable choice that is like concrete that's going to give you more security in whatever the situation is or there's the more like frivolous choice there's the less um, secure choice but ultimately a lot of times you can only do so much when it comes to making a choice right you can go through every pro and con you can ask everybody's opinion you can look at every angle of the issue at the end of the day you just got to do what you feel like doing and hope that everybody supports you because
1: honestly it's hard so (sighs) if you if you were to ask me the decisions that I regret I do have some that I carry so Rachel (laughs) what are the decisions that you regret I regret one very specific decision I made and it seems so minor but like it is a regret I have. So uh, I was doing park warden training to be a park warden, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, in a town that was like a couple hours from my hometown. And we were doing this really uh, intensive, like cool out in the field training. And I had, a, my mom had bought tickets to see Hole and Oats And I was going to drive and meet her. But you know, a week before I was like, you know what, I'm too involved in this training. I really want to make sure I do well so I get this job. And like, to me, that was a priority. So I didn't go to this concert with her. And it drives me absolutely nuts because it's my mother and like she bought these tickets and she was so excited oh and my i God. didn't go for the stupid training that now means nothing the job was great for me and all that but like i could have left for two hours you know and it, it re- i really regret it because i'm like that would have been such a great memory to have with my mom and i just didn't do it because i was so worried about doing well for this job that i barely had for five months
0: it also sucks because you you don't know that well you didn't know that because like the only reason you do know that now is because of hindsight. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to make those kind of choices at the time because like, I'm sure I have moments like that too where I'm like, oh, I chose to do this one thing instead of this other thing and it turns out the thing I chose to do was completely pointless and had no bearing on the rest of my life. And the other thing could have been great. But it's like, I know, it. it all it can do is inform you in going forward, right? All it can do is be an example going forward of like when you get to a situation like that again where it's like, oh, this is kind of like that time I didn't go to that concert with my mom and it's like well I don't want another you know moment like that so then you choose to do something more right and it informs your decisions going forward so yeah, that sucks that's so. true
1: and it wasn't life-altering so it's like pretty superficial when you think about it but, but it's like hard when you think about those moments you might have missed out on but you never know you'll never know like what those moments were and like I think that's why people say everything happens for a reason because it's like yeah you can think that because everything happened and you made a reason out of it so yeah Exactly. Like, duh, that's how it <clears throat> seems. <laughs> Double duh. Uh,
0: guys, all we can say is,
1: you do you. So our tips are, you do you. Um, don't bring it up with other people unless you're absolutely sure you want their input and like that you're willing to take on their opinion as part of your decision making. Mm-hmm. And remember who's really the key stakeholders in your decisions. Like who does it really matter if they know if it's for school and your parents are supporting you through that, then, then yeah, they like, it makes sense to bring up your decision-making with them. Or, you know, if you're thinking about to buy a house or not, and you have a partner, like, yeah, that's someone to bring it up with. Like there's, there's people who it makes total sense to like bring into the conversation, but like at the end of the day, sit down with your journal, go get your tarot cards read and uh, figure it out. Exactly. And also take magnesium. (laughs) All right. I
0: was going to say, let's talk about our challenge. So we are a week into taking our supplement of magnesium for stress. Rachel, do you have thoughts, feelings, opinions?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. I think it gives me that relaxation and calm and ability to have a nice deep sleep without the like negative effects i was having with cbd so i think it's a much more like low level relaxation from cbd but like easier to manage and and just a good effective extra kick of calm for every day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm what do you think
0: i feel like i have felt no effects Oh, maybe I'm, I won't lie. I didn't do a ton of shopping around. I went to the closest pharmacy and bought magnesium.
1: Is it in powder form? It
0: is not. It is a tablet. Oh, okay. And yeah, there wasn't a lot of options there. That's the thing. I also didn't have a lot of time when I was shopping. (laughs) Wait, you said you were sleeping a lot more lately though. I was, I am. But the thing is, I have been taking THC for sleep. So because of my job- Uh, because I work night shifts. I can work days, nights, whatever. My sleeping patterns are kind of all over the place. And especially when I sleep during the day, I have very, very vivid dreams, which I don't love. So to mitigate that, I started um, taking, I can say taking THC, but mostly I'm getting home and I'm like smoking pot before I go to bed because it like, it's relaxing and it it lulls my mind and it gives me a deeper sleep. So, that I think is helping more than the magnesium. However, this second week, I am not doing any THC. And I think because on the bottle, it says like one to two tablets a day. So, I think maybe I'll start taking the two tablets and see if there's any difference. What? And have maybe I um- oh, go
1: what? ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, and maybe I will like start popping into stores and like other pharmacies I see around and be like, oh, what kind of
1: magnesium do they have here? Now, do you know if it's magnesium glycinate or a different kind?
0: It's just magnesium. I couldn't find magnesium glycinate. I found a bunch of other magnesium things. Magnesium. What was the one that I saw? Magnesium and calcium. That's usually a
1: combo. No,
0: it definitely had like an senate ending to it, but it wasn't glycinate. It was like, yeah, it definitely needs to be magnesium glycinate, eh? I think it probably does. Maybe. I'll I'll go out tomorrow and see
1: if I can find. Because I used to take just the supplements and I found like, yes, I noticed a difference the first couple of times, but then not really. It was more just like, you know, the I was taking it so I wouldn't like... N- feel like I need to take
0: it almost oh this is what I found it's magnesium bisglycinate oh so it's glycinate but then says bis before it so it's bisglycinate that's what I found mostly in stores and I was like I oh, don't know what this is well that sounds similar that's probably similar I don't know I, don't I know right the specifics I have the Jameson magnesium ultra strength 258 milligrams We well, should feel something
1: but maybe not for yeah. me I find Ooh. the powder because mine's the calm packets
0: yeah and it's designed
1: to make you like calm so to me I do notice it maybe it's a placebo but here's an example like yesterday I had one of those nights where I had a lot going on with work and I kept thinking about it late into the evening so I couldn't fall asleep even though I had already taken magnesium but I was like my mind was still on so I worked for an hour and usually if I do that I don't really sleep that night at all it's like I miss the threshold so then I'm like up until like two or three in the morning um because I'm like in the zone for something or I'm just like really distracted. Um type personality, what's up? Uh so like but that didn't happen when I took magnesium, the calm drink. Mm Uh because like I I was able to work for that hour and then I'm like, you know what? I'm starting to feel tired. I wanna go lay down. And then I was conked out and had the deepest sleep until my alarm went off and i think that's what it does for me it lets me have like really deep sleeps and fall asleep super fast and then when i wake up i'm a lot less tired through the day yeah so i'll i mean i'm, I'm a fan and it's not as gross as i thought it would be i thought it would take taste super sugary and or fake sugary and nasty but it's it's really easy to drink good yeah so recommend it's on amazon for like 10 bucks
0: so i know i just don't know how close how quickly it would get to me basically but
1: yeah i'm currently checking you could try a health food store like uh instead of a pharmacy or a shoppers you could do um shoppers drug by the way which is a canadian pharmacy chain mm-hmm. um you could go to like a at uh, some kind of a health food supplement store i was gonna well. say it's saying that the calm
0: um whatever this stuff is natural calm like magnesium like the raspberry lemon blah 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 is it yep. <laughs> Is sold at Sport Check, which is yeah. a Canadian sporting goods like store. So they have it in the Oshawa Center, which is not to triangulate myself, but the big mall near me. So maybe I will just head to Sport, like I have to go to the mall anyways. So maybe I'll just pop into Sport Check and see if I can get it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I think you'd like
0: it. Because it's it t- Yeah, available in all of the stores around me. So yeah, maybe I'll try
1: that. Yeah. And hopefully sleeping better will clear my frigging skin issue. That'd be nice. True. We can only no, hope. We can only hope. Yeah. All right. And that wraps it up for us. And that is that on that. Yep. Have a... Oop, you start. Have a namaste, namaste. (laughs) And have a tranquil night, tranquilites. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to us complain about all the things that stress us out. It's like we're best friends already. Join us next week to hear us bitch about more things that stress us out. Until then, just relax.